0: Welcome to Spirit Led, a podcast hosted by Greg and Michelle Haswell. Through practical and inspiring discussions, these episodes are designed to give you tools and hope that will equip and motivate you in the middle of life's demands and distractions. We hope you enjoy today's episode.
1: Welcome everybody to another session of Spirit Led. Today, it's a great privilege for me to have Joshua Mills with me. He's an international minister of the gospel travel to more than 75 countries, he's a recording artist, he's a keynote speaker at conferences, he's a best-selling author, he's a worship leader, visionary, so he's done it all. Just a joy, along with Janet, his wife, they minister, uh, just a tremendous ministry, three kids. Um, Joshua, it's so good to have you with us. Welcome to Spirit Led Podcast.
0: Thank you, Pastor Greg. It is so good to be with you this morning also. And that introduction was huge. Wow. Yeah, <laughs>
1: We, uh, we must say that both of us are uh, in the middle of thunderstorms, and so the Lord may punctuate uh, whatever we say with some lightning and thunder. So if you would just yes. bear with us throughout the meeting, that would make it easier. Uh, I know that you recently moved to Birmingham. Can you tell us a little bit about your family, what, what it is that you've been doing? Well,
0: you know, for the past 25 years, I've been an itinerant minister traveling all over the world, like you mentioned. And um, it's been such a joy to minister in so many different congregations, uh, so many different types of people, just wherever we find hungry and thirsty individuals, that's where we find ourselves showing up and talking about, you know, reading the scriptures, uh, talking about the spirit and entering into the things of glory. But over this last year, we were given an opportunity to come on staff with Kingsway Church in Birmingham, Alabama, to be a part of the Kingsway College Bible College that they've got on set at the Church, And so that's what we've been doing. That's why I'm actually in Alabama right now is as staff faculty teaching students about the glory. And it has brought so much joy to my life to be able to not only teach the kids, but get them activated in the spirit and see them developing. And right now we're actually winding down on the school year. So we've seen a lot of growth and it's so exciting to see what can happen in the life of an individual when they give themselves to the Word, and when they're ready to jump all the way in and allow the Holy Spirit to move them
1: and lead them, I love this. It, it somehow it it somehow uh, it became you know kind of the idea in the church that the Holy Spirit no longer moves today, and and you know he's he kind of moved in the early church because it was necessary for the formation of the Scriptures, but then since the Scriptures are formed, he no longer moves or speaks, and I just. You know that's just so strange and foreign an idea, but it's remarkable how prevalent that is. Can you? How did you kind of meet with him? I'm always interested in people who 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 just comfortably (laughs) friends with the Holy Spirit and function in the glory and flow in the anointing. I'm always interested in how that came to be. How did it happen for you? Well,
0: I think um, you know it is a strange concept. The whole idea that people think the Holy Spirit's no longer moving through miracles and the prophetic gifts and all of that, because the Bible is clear that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, you know, I was raised in the Pentecostal church setting. And so I was raised in a spirit-filled home. But although I was raised in that setting, fifth-generation Pentecostal, um, it wasn't until I was 16 years old that I had a dramatic encounter with the Holy Spirit myself. And I think that's the key, is that revelation changes everything. And when your eyes are open to the reality of the power of the spirit, you can't deny it any longer. Yeah. It's easy to try to debate or argue or throw, you know, theological um propositions and all of that into a situation if you're only operating out of your mind. But when you get into the spirit and the spirit gets into you and he becomes alive, that changes everything. I've I've seen too many miracles with my own eyes for someone to tell me miracles can't happen. Yeah. I've seen too many signs and wonders for people to say God doesn't do that anymore. Um, I have heard the voice of God speaking to me. I have prophesied the words of God. And so you can't tell me that the prophetic is no longer legitimate. Yeah, And so I think mm-hmm. a a personal revelation really changes everything. And the thing about God is that when the spirit shows up, he doesn't contradict his word. He doesn't go against his word, okay. but he, he agrees with his word perfectly. And so, um, you know, it's there's a scripture that talks about, you know, trying to understand the, the word with the natural mind is really impossible, yeah. but it's the spirit of God that brings the illumination. Yeah. And I think that's what happens. And it was when I was 16 years old, the, the it was like the light bulb turned on and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is what it's all about. Yeah. God is real. God is moving. God is ready to touch people. Today, miracles are happening. Whoa. (laughs) And so that kind of, that started my journey. And I've been on that journey ever since, just moving with God, allowing God to move in me. And the results are phenomenal. I mean, and you know this because, you know, you're a friend of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's a friend of you. And, um, you know, anybody who's in this spirit-filled walk in this journey Every day is an adventure. Every day presents us with new opportunities in God. And I think we see the compassion and the love of God for humanity through the work of the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit desires to heal every hurt, every place where people are in need. And so as his representatives, we get to cooperate with him and and bring his light into some of the darkest places. And what an honor that is.
1: Love that. It's one of the things we, we teach here all the time. The manifestation gifts of the you know of the spirit. Corinthians 12 says now to each one the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. That that word means what what exhibits what brings the nature of Jesus, what shows forth his will and his nature and his heart. And and you know, I tell the church the, the Holy Spirit to me is the kindest person I've ever met and the most lethal warrior that you could ever face at the same time. He is both beautiful and awesome in power and, and just a glorious person. I, and and we just love, love the fact that he is now the Lord over the church in this season. Now the Lord in this time, the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit is Lord, there will be liberty. So yeah. I just love this. You're kind of known for somebody who hosts the presence and hosts the glory of God. And I just uh, love that because there's moments when we've all been Uh, caught up in uh, these uh, seasons where God shows up in our lives. And he, uh, you know, he kind of moves and we're caught up in this glory. And uh, it's just so addictive. No, you know, I I feel like Peter often, Lord, I'm just going to build a house. Just let's stay right Mm -hmm. here. You know, I want to, I don't want to move. How do you host the presence of God? Can you give us some tips on that? And and what is it that the Lord's using you to do? Because he's clearly using you all over.
0: I think you got to stay hungry. I'm more hungry now than ever before in my entire life. As much as I've seen of God, and I've seen a lot of demonstrations of who he is, I've known him in a very deep and personal way. There's such a longing inside of me to know him even better. And one of the ways that I get to know the Holy Spirit better is through the word, through the word of God. The more that I read the Word of God and the Holy Spirit reads the Word with me or unveils it to me, yeah. um, the layers of the Word are peeled back i 'm working on a book right now, and it 's a very simple topic i can 't talk all about all the details of it right now, but it 's a very simple topic that we 've all spoken about a lot, yeah, but the Lord took me into this scripture, and it 's like the the depths of layers. In this one scripture yeah. is going to be an entire book that I'm writing. And I know that my book is not going to be comprehensive. It's only just touching the surface of what's there. Yeah, But it's like he introduces us to himself through his word. And if you can begin to walk in the word every day with an expectation and a hunger that God's going to meet you there, the word begins to come alive. And it's not just that you begin to understand something new as you read, but you get to live the word and the the word begins to live through you. And I find that oftentimes, you know, when I start my day in the word, as I go through the day, there's love tests that come. There's challenges that I face that even correlate with the word that I'm reading and it gives an opportunity to see the reality of the spirit of God come down in our here and now lives.
1: absolutely.
0: And so, um, hunger's huge. I love the, for the word's huge. Uh, the ability, maybe the flexibility to be transformed. <laughs> um, I've gone through so many transformational processes in my life and I'm still in transformation. Um, you know, we get to sometimes to a place in God where we think, OK, so now this is this is my ministry. This is what I do. This is how I minister. This is how I understand and identify myself. And then the Lord comes and it's like, Shew! it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> there's a stretch. There's a new challenge. Yeah. And so I find the Lord challenging me all the time. But it's not a bad thing. I mean, our our human nature. Tries to resist challenge because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, our mind has to get over the the previous way we thought the boxes we put God into. Yeah, but the truth is, God's not in a box. Never was. Um, maybe for a short time in the ark of the covenant, but you know He was bigger than even that. Um, but breaking out of that. He challenges us, stretches us so that we can move into greater dimensions of him. And so we've seen some of the greatest miracles, creative miracles, signs and wonders in that transformational process as God is leading us to another level. I was just in Tulsa, Oklahoma last weekend, and the pastors were talking to me about the gold dust. And if your listeners have never heard about the gold dust, let me explain it real quick. The Bible talks about Shekinah glory, and the Shekinah is the visible, manifest, tangible glory of the Lord. It also has to do with transformation, but for many years, like, gosh, 22 years, 23 years, as we've been in worship services, as we've been going about our daily lives, this golden substance will begin to, sometimes it comes up through the pores of our skin. Other times it falls upon us. Sometimes we've seen it come in the meetings like rain. There's times it's come like tornadoes. I mean, pillars swirling in the meetings, but it's all about the glory of God. And it's a sign for sure. It's a sign and a wonder that points us towards Jesus. He is the Lord of glory. But they were asking me about the gold. And I told them, I said, I haven't been seeing it come in, such a strong way as it used to come, like 10 years ago, I would be standing ministering and I would get so covered. It would almost look like I had been painted by like a golden glitter, almost like, you know, almost like I'd gone to the craft store and just been totally painted with golden glitter. I mean, that's how strong it would come. And I was telling them, I don't see it come so strong. And the, the pastor's wife said, well, why don't you see it like that anymore? And The understanding that I've had from the spirit is that through me and through others who have been forerunners in the things of God, there was an introduction into the earth of this sign because God was bringing a message. But I feel like this sign is now in in the earth. It's here. And all over the world, it's not uncommon for someone to be in worship, look down at their hands, and they see their hands sparkling. And they understand that that is a sign of the glory of God. Now, that's not the only way that the glory manifests, but it is a sign. And it's happening all over the world. Like on a global scale, it's happening all over the world. When it was first happening to us, it was happening to us because God was introducing. something. it's like the, the holy laughter, the joy. It's like all of these things are still here and they're manifesting globally. But we might not see it in such an explosive way as we saw it in the beginning, because God in the beginning was introducing something to us. And so the exciting thing about this is what else does God want to introduce? What else is God wanting to bring us into the revelation of? Because that's the thing we now need to position ourselves. Okay, God, here I am. I I want to be used by you. For the next new thing, for the next move, for the, the the next level, the next revelation, Lord, here I am. My life is open for you to use me for your glory. Yeah, whatever
1: that That's looks so. like. Come on, I love that. I love. That. <laughs> I just love everything about the way the Lord moves because you know the the mm-hmm. infinitely creative God. Yes, we, we want Him to show up every time exactly how he showed up last time and on cue, like when. Like it's almost yeah. like I want to give God permission. Like, okay, you can show up like that, Uh, but wait, wait, wait! I've got my announcements first, and okay, now, and it's a it's an exceptionally yeah. when you when you view it in 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 a perspective, it's quite an arrogant view, but when we surrender <laughs> to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, what is what is it that you want to do? And He shows up always creatively, never the same. Yeah. It, 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 this, he's the same person, and you and you, you, there's the same glory and the same fragrance about it, but always because he, he's yeah. infinitely creative, he's always showing up with uh thing. I, I remember when when I was young, I was at the high school and it was just on fire for Jesus. We were leading people to the Lord. And I remember my my then girlfriend who's now my wife, um she was at high school. She had some friends and uh who were kind of the rebels of the school and, and we were I'd preached and I was trying to lead them to Jesus and I didn't know her sister who was three years younger and her friend was sitting behind me and uh quietly and this little girl behind me just gave her life to Jesus while I was trying to lead these other girls to the Lord. And uh, and so, you know, we prayed for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Nothing happened. I was facing this way. The Holy Spirit filled this girl. She burst out in tongues and weeping behind me. <laughs> I felt like, you know, I'm, I'm focused this way. He's, because he, in a quietness of her own heart, she said, you can have all of me, Lord. And Holy Spirit just said, all right, I'll take that. And So I I, I've sort of just loved the learning how to just be in in the glory and watch God work and seeing him move. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things on the planet. The spirit on the the spirit of God on the bride of Christ and the spirit and the bride together say, come, Jesus, there's something there that is indescribable to me. And I just I just love it. It's so beautiful. I think obedience is a huge key in it.
0: Um, not obedience in the sense of getting legalistic rules you have to follow, yeah. but our willing obedience to just listen to His voice and just move with Him. Yeah. And I love that as you were, you know, being obedient to go out there and minister the yeah. baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, you thought it was going to come this way, but it came, <laughs> it came this way. Mm-hmm. And that's so often the case that as we're obedient to follow Him. We, you know, we, ha- we see in part, so we prophesy in part, we see a little part and we know God's gonna move, but oftentimes the way he ends up moving is so much <laughs> different than the way we've expected. Um, I recently released a book called Creative Glory and I'm really excited about it because it speaks about yeah. the creative ability of God. But in that book, I shared a testimony about a time that I had been ministering in Texas and I walked out to the parking lot after the meeting and a woman came running to me out in the parking lot and she said, Brother Joshua, I saw a vision of you laying your hands on me with supernatural oil and I got totally healed. And I, I thought, well, that's wonderful. But number one, my hands weren't flowing with supernatural oil. Yeah, I didn't even have anointing oil mm-hmm. in my, my carry bag that I carry with me everywhere. Um, so I thought, you know, that's wonderful that you had this vision, but. I can't do it. (laughs) And she said, no, I saw in this vision that you would lay your hands on me with supernatural oil and that I would get totally healed. And uh, I was standing in front of the rental car that I had rented for that ministry trip. And all of a sudden, the thought went through my head, there's motor oil in that engine. (laughs) So that's the only oil I have access to right now. And I literally popped the hood, pulled out the dipstick. (laughs) I mean, my hands were greasy and dirty. Yeah, She was thrilled that I was following the leading of the Holy Spirit. But little did she realize when she saw that vision that that supernatural oil would be a motor oil. You know, whatever our hands touch becomes anointed, yeah. according to the word. Sure. You know, we carry the you know, we are the anointed of God. We carry the anointing of the Holy Spirit and we have the responsibility and uh, the ability to release that anointing. And so that, that oil, that motor oil became supernatural oil. And I laid it on her head. When I did, she got totally healed, 100%. And so, you know, her vision of what God would do was a partial vision because she had no idea it would come from the motor oil, yeah. that, it would, that God would use that as a point of contact. Right. And I had never thought of doing that ever before, but it was just one of those things that happened in the moment, you know, creative glory, creative God. Moving in our midst for the miraculous to be released. And I love that as we cooperate with him, as we partner with heaven, the greatest possibilities begin to enter into our lives. We are never without hope. We're never in a place like between a rock and a hard place. Jesus is the door. He's the open door. He's the open door into everything that we need. And so when we flow with his spirit, we are always able to move forward. And um, I find that right now in this day, there's very challenging, difficult situations that are facing people in the earth right now. But none of this is coming by surprise to God. He's seen it all. And through his spirit, he's prepared us for it. We need not be afraid. There's no fear in the glory. Um, we, We might have questions. It's okay to have questions. God's not afraid of our questions. But there's no fear. There's no fear moving forward because yeah. he he's given us everything we need for life and for godliness. We got it, and all we got to do is draw on him. And as we move forward, we're going to move into greater and greater days of miracles. Yeah. Wherever the problems come, there's greater hope because there's greater miracles supply that that
1: comes in the middle of the problems. Amen. Yeah, with sin increased, grace increased all the more. There is a yes. hyperabundance of the overflow of God. Yeah, coming at us. I, uh, your ministry, you're a psalmist as well uh, and, and minister prophetically. I, I would just love to hear. I mean, I just, I'm just bragging on you. I mean, that's not a question. I'm just saying, <laughs> um, what are your favorite testimonies? Can you give us one or two favorite testimonies you've seen recently that you just go, man, that's just so like Jesus? That right there is, is beautiful. Oh my gosh. There's, there's so many of them.
0: Um, my father was recently healed of cancer, which, um, to me was just to see him come through and to come through on the healing side was so beautiful because cancer has been a major affliction in the body of Christ. I mean, all over the world, but even in the body of Christ, too many people have been take it out too early. I feel. Yeah. And, um, to see him come through that, that, that happened just over the last few months. So that's been a wonderful testimony and watching his faith, walk it out and the way that he was, uh, willing to walk it out in dignity and standing on the word, trusting the Lord, um, again, without fear. Um, I think that was so beautiful of course any life that comes to Christ that's always amazing we've been seeing an increase of salvations everywhere that we go yes. um altars being filled with people giving their hearts to the Lord um just on Tuesday night we had a special meeting here at, in Al- in Birmingham at our church and the altars were full of people giving their hearts to Jesus and um God's doing that I mean that's what's happening right now I think back on some of the unusual miracles that we experienced. I remember being in Wanamingo, Minnesota. Again, I share this testimony in my book, Creative Glory, but being in Wanamingo, Minnesota, and the Lord speaking to my armor bearer, his name is Joshua also. And we had had been friends since I I was 16. I think he was 15 at the time when we initially became friends, but he would travel with me often. And one afternoon at the hotel, the Lord spoke to him and said, Put chairs at the ends of your beds for your angels. And now that is a, an unusual thing. I mean, do angels need chairs to sit in? So anyway, but when you hear it, you just, you just follow the instruction. And so, uh, Joshua did. He put chairs at the ends of our beds for the angels. And as we pressed into the Lord and spent some time in prayer, I just continued to feel that pool of Bethesda. Uh, being reminded of that scripture of you know when the angel would step in once a year and s- stir the waters and then whoever entered into the water would get healed, and I was thinking of this and the Lord really put that in my spirit and so when we went to the meeting that night it was being held at the fire hall and when we went to meeting that night as I was ministering in my spirit I could feel this pool of Bethesda moving in the altar area now you couldn't see anything in the natural it wasn't like water showed up in the natural. But in the spirit, you could I could feel this. And so I, I presented what I was feeling and gave people the opportunity to step in if they had any healing needs. Well, there was a woman that came in and she had a huge lump on her breast. As soon as she stepped in the pool of Bethesda, that lump disappeared. There was another man who was struggling in his knees and it was like bone on bone. He stepped in and he felt like he got cartilage in his knee because suddenly his knee could bend and there was no pain he went he shot off he went running around the fire hall and there was many other miracles like that that took place there's a whole bunch of miracles so that was amazing and so it was like okay lord is that why the angels are at the end of our bed kind of stirring something in you know around me inside of me for what god was going to do that night well we went back to the hotel after the meeting and i was on like this spiritual high and um I couldn't go to sleep. And so I was sitting in bed. I turned the TV on thinking I'd put on something boring. And it ended up being a Christian television program, which was extremely anointed, which is amazing. And the minister was talking about communion and Joshua had gone over to brush his teeth. I said, Joshua, can you grab me a glass of water? Uh, Because he was at the sink. So he brings this glass over to me. He's standing beside me. We're watching this, this show. I take two sips. I go to take the third sip. When I go to take the third sip, my water had turned in the glass from regular water into a deep red purplish color in the cup. I mean, my water turned into heavenly wine. Now, right. I don't know how to explain that in the natural and I know that sounds crazy saying uh, that. I like I understand that that is very <laughs> unusual. But it happened, I mean, that's just the way it happened. And Joshua just about swallowed his toothbrush. We started laughing, we were crying. I mean, the the Holy Spirit was on us, but literally those, I guess the angels are still there stirring the water and they stirred that water and turned it into heavenly wine. We ended up using it a few minutes later to take communion with the man on television that was leading everybody into communion. But then the bigger picture of that is that the Lord had me use that on different occasions to allow people to drink it, and as they would drink it, they would get healed. Um, I took it and I used it as the wine for the communion at my sister's wedding. She was going to be married a few we- a few months later, and they ended up using that beverage, that heavenly beverage, as their communion wine. And I really believe God was ministering powerfully to them through that because of some of the stuff they had been through and where He's wanting to take them. And God used, I mean, God used that sign in so many different ways, but it was totally unexpected. It was totally unusual. It became a revelation to me. I mean, that caused me to go directly to John chapter two, to look up Jesus turning water into wine and what that was all about. And verse 11 of John chapter two says, through this miracle, he thus revealed his glory. He revealed his glory. And that became a huge revelation to me that God desired to work miracles. It wasn't just for um, our good in the sense that um, we can see, oh, he's, he's miraculous or even we get the answer to what we've been praying for. But it's about him revealing his very character, his nature to us. He is a miracle working God. And it doesn't matter what we're facing in our life. He has the ability to work a miracle. And so that's a, that's a huge miracle that I remember. I think about that a lot. (laughs) And I would like God to do that more. Um, There was a time, I think it must've been maybe a couple of years later after that, I was in New Zealand with a team ministering and we had been feeling under the weather, really sick. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, if you lay your hands on the bottle of water, I'll turn it into heavenly medicine. And I thought, oh, this is going to be amazing. So I did. So I laid my hand on the bottle of water and I prayed over it and it still looked like water. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, well, I know what the Lord said. He said he'd turn it into heavenly medicine. So what are we going to do? And it was kind of like, well, you got to do what you know to do. And he said, if I laid my hands on that bottle of water, he would turn it into heavenly medicine. Yeah. So I, laid my, I did my part. I laid my hands on the water. Yeah. His part was he turned it into heavenly medicine. So all of us on the team, we all drank of, from that bottle of the heavenly medicine that still looked exactly like regular water. And even when we took it, it tasted like regular water, yeah. but that was heavenly medicine. And we all, all got completely, totally healed. Right. Um, that was another lesson the Lord taught me about following his instruction, listening to his voice, and he mi- really means what he says. Yeah. And it might not look like it to us. We might have expected something different in our mind.
1: Sure.
0: I thought I was gonna see it happen kind of like we saw it with the water turning into wine. I thought it would change color. That'd be spectacular. It would be noticeable. Maybe it would look deep pink like peptobismal or something. I don't know. Like yeah. that that there would be some sort of a, a change, but there was a change, but it wasn't something we could see. It's something we had to receive by faith.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, we, we, yeah. we're so looking forward to you. We've invited uh, Joshua and Janet to come out in October to be with us at Northlands and just so excited about you guys coming. But I wanted to know I know Creative Glory is your latest book, but you've got a lot of other books that you've written and uh, if they're listeners who are going, man, I'd really like to get my hands on that. I'd love to read some more about you. Where can people go to get uh, some of your resources? You can visit our website, joshuamills.com.
0: And all of our ministry resources that are currently available are there on the website. We've got everything from books to CDs to songbooks with musical notation. You can play the songs. We've got ministry cards. We've we've written, I think, about a hundred different ministry cards. Um, which are just sermons in point form. And so there's a lot of different topics that you can look into. But my latest book is Creative Glory. I'll show it right here, just real quick, Creative Glory. And I think for people that are hungry for the things of God, the glory, I would recommend my book that's called Moving in Glory Realms. It's really an introduction to these realms of glory. And it's it's helpful because it's scriptural and it's biblical. uh, It's practical, but it's also powerful.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I've always said to our church, if you if you have a lot of money uh, or if you want to know how to manage money, don't go and ask somebody who doesn't have any. Um, right. Because they're probably not going to help you. Um, and yeah. it's the same in, in the things of the Holy Spirit. Don't go and ask somebody who doesn't believe in him or doesn't know him and go get <laughs> your theology from them, you know, because their theology uh-huh. is going to be, no, no, he doesn't do anything like that. So go find the people who, who are moving in glory. And then listen yeah. to their theology, because that's going to help you, actually. Don't ask the person who's doing it. The The old Chinese proverb that says the, the person who says it can't be done should not be allowed to interfere with the person who's doing it. And I Ooh, that's good. I, I think, uh, you know, let's, let's let the people who, who are um, have tried and true ministries and have proven their familiarity with the, with the glory realm talk to us about glory. So I, I'd love those books, and, and we're going to do that. We've we've run out of time, but I really appreciate you being with us today. And thank you so much for sharing your heart. Thank you for your ministry to the bride. And we can't wait to see you again in person. And God bless.
0: Thank you, Pastor Greg. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. If you found encouragement and insight from today's episode, please consider subscribing and sharing it with a friend. You can grow with more content from Greg and Michelle Haswell with things like books and blogs and courses on www.haswellministries.com. We'll see you next time on the Spirit-Led Podcast.